Greetings, listeners. I hope I didn't scare anybody. We don't usually start with a cold opening, but turns out this is a very special episode, so I wanted to come back and insert it. Dave, do you know what number episode this is? I don't. It's a nice round number, 30 episodes. Wow. But more importantly, on February 10th will be our one-year anniversary of recording the Dave Squared podcast. That is amazing. Time has flown by. I did not realize that we had done it for a year and 30 episodes. Yeah, and uh, we were originally trying to do one a week, uh, but we're averaging more than two a month, right? So every two weeks we're getting one up. So they said we wouldn't make it, and here we are. We've made it, and we're coming back with more. And our goal is to have more than... More than one year? <laughs> more than one More than one year, yes. Let's make it to a year and a half. <laughs> All right, I think uh, we are living proof to what they're joking about on late night comedy, which is that everybody has a podcast now. I have two podcasts. No, I'm just lying. I only have one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And now we will return you to your regular episode. Welcome to the Dave Squared Podcast. I'm David Kramer coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been great friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we have finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and over over 100 years of eating groceries... (laughs) <laughs> and we're making this podcast together to try to help each other and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So, Mr. Kramer, what is the topic today? Today, well, we have a very special topic. I asked you, because you're super organized, to look at your budget over the years and uh, come up with what you spend the most on. And in the top three was something I don't think we've really spoken about directly, which is groceries. Groceries, yes, that is in my top three. That is for sure, certain. And uh, it's an important topic. We're all addicted to uh, food as well as shelter and things like that. And uh, if you are actually effective in being cheap like we advocate, you are going to the grocery store and cooking your own goddamn food. <laughs> you got it. It's way cheaper than going out to eat, that's for sure. Like an order of magnitude cheaper. I'm not it very good about it, but... At least I'm aware that I'm not good about it. Yeah, it is an order. That's true. It is an order of magnitude cheaper than going out to eat. But even if you're like I used to be when I was younger, which was eating in restaurants three times a day, eight days a week, if you can just take marginal steps and have uh, uh, buy enough stuff at the grocery store for breakfast or lunch, um, you can save a lot of money over the years. Oh yeah, I think I think going out to eat is uh, you know I never really thought about that, but I, I gotta believe it's five or six times more expensive than eating at home. It might not be well. That's interesting. Depends, depends on how you, how you shop for your groceries in part. I think. Yeah, and it depends on where you go to eat too. So it depends on whether you're eating at uh, uh, a low cost place or a higher cost place. 
Yeah, even with a low-cost place, if you can get out for less than $20 a piece, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of um, potentially if you went if you went to a place as a counter service, I like uh, some. I like a few places here that where you order at the counter and you take and eat it at the place. You, you might be able to get an entree and a water for less than ten bucks per person. That's like would be the cheapest place. But if you're sitting down someplace with a with a, a waiter or a waitress helping you out, then you're right. You maybe thirty five dollars without any kind of um, fancy drinks, I th- I would think. Yeah, but it's hard not to get a drink when they have all sorts of selections. It is hard, and drinks are high margin though. They're way more expensive when you go out there when if you're having a beer or a glass of wine at home. That's for sure. So, what do you think of grocery delivery services, Dave? They have their pluses and minuses, I think. Um, I got a couple ideas. We we used to have a place here back on the dot. If you can remember back in the dot com bubble, we had a, a, a place here, and I can't even remember the darn tootin name of it. We were using it because they were basically the same price as the local grocery store, and it was awesome. Um, there was a there was a service called Webvan that was pretty big. I don't think it was Webvan. I think it was one of their competitors. And this goes back to the dot com bubble days, or not? Well, maybe not that far back, but sometime around. Between 2001 and 2005, I want to say, um, I thought it was pretty cool because the prices were great. It didn't seem like it cost any more, and right to your door. Um, the other thing that I have done before, uh, my wife and I were doing it, um, was buying the prepared meals, and we were getting um, like the box you see. Uh, there's like a four or five big delivery services, and they would send you just enough to make dinner. And they end up being about eight to ten dollars a plate per person. We've done that a few times, and uh, that's appealing in that you don't end up with any waste. You know, you don't buy uh, uh, six ounces of cumin powder that then will last you for forty years. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because the recipes are more adventuresome than we would normally have in our household, and she, she gets some kind of cool kind of things, and like you said, you, if you don't like it, you don't have a bunch of extra stuff around. You don't have to go shopping for special spices if it were some kind of um, uh, dish that you, you didn't have all those fancy spices for, so it's really, I, I liked having that. Yeah, we've done that a few times. Um uh, Blue Apron was the most famous one. There was one called Gobble, G-O-B-B-L-E, like a turkey noise that mm-hmm. we liked a lot. Um, I, I did Blue Apron on and off for a number of months because um, that was the, again, I'm a value guy, so that was, they seemed like got pretty decent reviews and I think they were the cheapest. And there's some other services that cost more, but they prepared more of the food for you that's have taken a lot of the prep prepping away from you, like the cutting the vegetables and things like that. So you just throw everything in, the, in a pan, but those will generally cost more. But I did, we did blue apron for a number of months on and off. We've done it for a while and stopped. And I thought it was pretty good overall. I think it was, was it like 10 bucks, eight bucks a plate per person. So dinner for you and the missus would be about $16. Yeah, blue apron, it seemed like there was a lot of chopping involved. Like it wasn't saving that much time, but I'm not known for my patience. I would say this, um, their, their time I thought was a little bit, I could never achieve their times. And I do it together with my wife generally. So she would be the, the sous chef. She would do all the prep work because that's what she wanted to do. And I did the, the cooking side. And it seemed like it took longer than they said, but 
you know, they probably have professional chefs doing it who can chop faster, et cetera. Yeah, I noticed that. I never got anywhere close to their times. Um, with Gobble, we did better. They uh, they do a better job of chopping things up, and they shoot for them to be one pot meals. A lot of times they end up being two, but still less cleanup. I, I, I'd still recommend that one, even though we've gotten away from it. Take Gobble, yeah. So I think in some ways those, those meal services are good because they give you something interesting. It's certainly a bit more expensive than just if you went to the supermarket and bought a pound of ground beef or a pound of chicken or something like that and cooked it yourself. But you get something interesting. And the other thing I looked at for was like couples therapy because you're cooking dinner together kind of thing. So you have to work together to make the dinner. That's true. Uh, but all the ingredients are there. So there's a, a third party in case you have a dispute over whether or not coriander and uh, cilantro are the same thing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, though my... Uh, my wife brought home, I think it was from Whole Foods, uh, and I think it were, they were labeled with Amazon, but uh, pre-boxed from the grocery store with uh, quasi-exotic dishes with everything measured out. So it seems like Amazon, once again, is going to eat everybody's lunch, so to speak. Oh, but you buy that You buy that at Whole Foods? I think it was at Whole Foods. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. I, I'm not. I'm not seeing that, but that would be a really good reason to buy Whole Foods to get something like that. There was a place here... Years ago, um, gosh, what the heck was it called? It was it was a place that was owned by the British company Tesco, and it was um, I thought they did in California, a few in Arizona, and they would sell prepackaged meals, so you could get interesting things um, like uh, curry or something like that. So my family wouldn't like curry, but we'd go there and pick out a few prepackaged meals you could heat up. That was kind of cool, and then I'd have curry, and then the rest of the family could have something else like a pasta dish with red sauce or something like that. Everybody'd be happy with their unique kind of thing. Hmm. If you live in a big city, um, Amazon, I think it's Amazon Fresh, uh, does delivery. You have to, they charge you per box and then you try and fill the box. Um, uh, I tried that a couple of times. Wasn't that crazy about it. I'm using another, I think it's a local one. I'm not sure. Maybe they're cross country, but called Farmstead and they, uh, before they'll do free deliveries, you have to have a certain number of people in the same neighborhood so they can deliver them efficiently. And uh, I've been pretty pretty happy with them. Farmstead. Farmstead. I've not used them. I do know that um, my daughter who lives in New York City will use the Amazon uh, service. And what's it called? I think it's Amazon Fresh. It might be Amazon Pantry. They have both of those, and I'm not sure which one's which. Okay. I think it's the Pantry one. Well, they'll deliver smaller. Um, unlike going to Costco where you buy 30 rolls of toilet paper, they'll send you six rolls but you, i think you have to buy 35 dollars to fill the box Other, otherwise you get a delivery charge and the delivery charge is something like five or six dollars which seems ridiculous to me but anyways i've used that a few times for staples where you fill the box because that makes it worthwhile yeah and uh, especially i mean those of you who live in a smaller apartment and don't have a garage to throw in 30 rolls of toilet paper <laughs> that's a good idea because the prices are pretty reasonable yeah um yeah, the only downside that can be frustrating if you're a little bit fussy is uh, the the people picking out the produce are not going to be as selective as you or your significant other might be as far as how yellow the bananas are, what size the bell peppers are, that kind of thing. Yeah, that I do have. I have talked to people, and that is a big deal for a lot of folks who want to go and pick out their produce, right? Feel the feel the melons for the exactly right one. 
Yeah, I remember my first experiment was like ordering bananas by the pound, and I ordered one pound, and I got one banana, maybe two. I doesn't have a feel for that. <laughs> gotcha. Right. <laughs> I guess what is a banana weigh? Yeah, probably something like half a pound or something like that. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Um. So it's interesting looking at how much I spend significantly less at the grocery store than my wife does. I don't know about you, but when I walk up and down the aisles, I look for the sale sticker and I tend to only buy things on sale unless I'm working on a recipe or something where I have a list. I got you. That is interesting. Um, I don't do a lot of grocery shopping. Some There was a time... Um, for some reason I had, um, I just turned 55 this year and I technically technically qualify for the senior citizen discount. So for some reason, my wife and I were both off on the first, I think in two or three months in a row. So our local food store does a 10% off for senior citizens on the first Wednesday after the first of the month. And we went a few times and we usually stick to a list and we'll generally buy the, um, the local brands or the store brands because they generally taste as good. I think the local store here is, a, is owned by Kroger's. It's part of the Kroger behemoth of grocery stores. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we will normally normally do. So, Dave, when you go to the 55 plus, you're the youngest guys there. So, you're like badass. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's it's, uh, I am, I would be the youngest person there who would qualify. It's a madhouse that day. So you want to go a little bit later in the morning because all the buses come in, I think, early. So you want to go towards the afternoon, like after 12, and it's not quite as crowded, but it's significantly crowded. But 10% off is a lot to get on your groceries. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the Safeway here. I don't know if they do that uh, where you are, but when you use your coupon card at they hand you the receipt they say thanks for coming in uh, mr kramer you saved twelve dollars and thirty seven cents today which is an obvious appeal to people like you and i who get a kick out of this as like a blood sport saving money they do they do do that the the local store we go to is fries i don't know i think fries is owned by i think it's owned by kroger but i'm not i guess i'm not 100 sure i can't keep a track of all the grocery stores have been bought and sold but do the same thing they'll, they'll, they used to circle and say hey you saved this much money to make you feel good about being in there today make you come back but uh i don't do a lot of grocery shopping on my own if i get sent it's usually i'm going because there's a missing ingredient so normally i'm only on the crisis grocery shopping um right. activity so it's like there's one ingredient missing for something, right? So go to the store and go get whatever it is, cinnamon or butter or something like that, right? Um, so I don't do a lot of shopping on my own. I will like go with uh, my wife, go to Costco sometimes and do buy groceries at Costco, uh, which can be a smoking deal uh, sometimes. And uh, But I don't do a lot of the regular shopping for groceries. She does most of that stuff. So let me ask you, Dave, what things would you not buy at the grocery store, which are readily available there? And buy them somewhere else, like a Costco? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Um, If you like hot sauce, like Cholulu, you can buy two bottles of big bottles of Cholulu at Costco for the same price as one small bottle at the at the at the fry store. Um, That's true. I still haven't worked through the second one though. 
and bought it a year and a half ago. Yes, and so that's the other comment because um, I like hot sauce and my son likes it, and he's been spending less time at our place and more time with his girlfriend. So I noticed I did the same thing too. I said, "What the heck? This this smaller bottle of Cholula costs the same as two big bottles, but it's hard to get through it sometimes." So I've got a big bottle of Cholula sitting on the kitchen table that is um, the second bottle that's not all the way all the way through, right? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, don't approve of buying paper products at the lo local grocery store. They're just too cheap at the big box store. That, you know, that's a good one because if you, if you have room in your garage, which we do, to put toity paper or Kleenex or paper towels, it's just you can't, you can't pass up buying at Costco or Sam's Club or BJ's or whatever the club you, know, you might use. Those, those are hard to pass up. Yeah, and if you drink enough of the same stuff, be it soda or bottled water or beer, it, it's worth it to make the trip to the big box store. It's significantly cheaper. Yeah, I think, um, you know, now both my kids are getting older. One moved away. One spends a lot of time at his girlfriend's place. We tend to buy less stuff at Costco. Um, Ten years ago, we might have gone there a couple times a month, and now we're probably there once a month. Um, but some of those big stuff, like you said, the paper products, um, sometimes the things uh, like the, the hot sauce or something like that, you just can't, you just can't pass it up. Yeah, but uh, sometimes my wife is at Costco and tries to do the regular grocery shopping, and you end up with thirty-six eggs, which is a lot of eggs. Yes, and so you have to weigh, you know, you have to weigh uh, weigh that. But like with the, you think about the chulo, you buy the two, and even if you don't get through the second one, it sounds wasteful, but just running away. But it's still, it's still maybe the same price as what you bought at the grocery store, and you got more out of it, right? But, yeah, I uh, guess you could just save them and throw them at people's houses on Halloween. You could do that, but I'm with you because we uh, we bought some stuff for uh, Christmas Eve dinner, and bought some stuff at Costco, and some party tray kind of stuff that we didn't work our way all the way through and it was, you know, it's relatively expensive but it's a lot it's hard to get through it right right one thing i should buy less of at the grocery store but we, we buy pretty much all our fruits and vegetables at it and it's i think it's definitely worth it if you have the discipline to go once a week to the or every other week to the farmer's market and buy what's local and fresh i think it's actually cheaper I think it is too. Um, I do not hit the farmer's market a lot here where I live. We um, we had one about a mile and a half away and that's been discontinued, but we get a little farther away. But um, my daughter will do that in this New York City and um, she can walk to the farmer's market about a half a mile away and we'll pick up stuff on the, on the weekends. It's a good deal. Yeah, and if you load up, then you can decide what to, what to cook after you buy it and you know they tend to be fun and they sell popcorn and stuff too but um you kind of got to get it on your calendar and stick to it yeah and then cook whatever's in season right just uh cook whatever yeah whatever happens to be in season and be good with what you got with what you got there that's for sure and obviously environmentally speaking it's a lot better to buy apples from two counties over than from chile that is that is true. Uh, it's a lot less takes a lot less. You uh, will uh, move it that for sure for sure. So let me let me let you in on a secret, Dave. I noticed I started a, probably three years ago when I put a gallon of milk on the conveyor belt or a gallon of anything. I turn it. I put it on the far side, close to the cashier, and I turn the handle 
so it's convenient for a right-handed cashier to pick it up. So he doesn't, he or she doesn't have to reach across, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody's ever noticed it. So the first cashier who notices it and is appreciative, I'm going to give a $20 cash tip, which it's been three years so far. Perhaps we have a lot of <laughs> listeners, though. That's true. You know, I have never thought of that. That's like the light bulb going off in my head. So I had never, ever even considered that. I just put them on the conveyor. I don't even think about it. Interesting. Yeah, it's no more extra effort for you or me. We're working on the, the end of it, uh, but I could see how it would reduce um, workers' comp claim for uh, Safeway, keep our grocery costs down. Gotcha. I have thought about where the UPC, the universal product code, the barcode is in terms of what we're you know, checking out at certain places to make it easy to find. I have thought about that, but I've never considered turning it so they can grab the, the handle a gallon of milk. Interesting. That is very interesting. Do you uh, bring your own grocery bags, Dave? That's a really great question. So sometimes my wife, no, I won't, no, I won't, but I will try to recycle the grocery bags because those little, we still have those plastic bags here. I don't know if they're outlawed in your area. I think they're going to be outlawed in New York City soon. Um, I'll take those and stuff them back in. And normally I use those bags for garbage bags where I can use them as a, you know, for a second purpose, if you will. Yes. And then um, just today, I will say I, I'll stuff those plastic bags and my little Amazon mailers, <laughs> the, the plastic bubble wrap, because those are number two plastic, as I recall, and stuck them in a bag and you can recycle them at the grocery store. Same store. Now, we can't use plastic bags here anymore, and they charge you, I forget whether it's a dime or a quarter for the, the paper bag. Uh, I don't think we can't get paper bags at our store here. They. They will hand them out at Whole Foods. They give you paper bags, which got to be pricey. The plastic bags are at the local fry store. Um, but the nice thing is they'll re- recycle those because you can't put those in the recycling bin because it gums up the uh, mechanized machinery and the recycling. Uh, yeah, things. and if you have a dog, for instance, or you use them to line your recycling bin, you do get another use out of them. There's some argument that they're actually greener, but that's a, that's a contentious subject. We will generally buy more groceries than we can use, but I'll use them to line garbage cans. Um, I will use them for picking up the dog poop in the yard, although sometimes I'll recycle the uh, the paper sometimes comes in with a plastic bag if it's looking like rain, which is not often here. So try to try to reuse that stuff where I can. I've had good luck using... Well, I, I do better with grocery shopping if there's a list, particularly now that I'm older because I can't remember more than three things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been using the Alexa app on the Echo uh, to call for things when you see that they're low. That's I find that very helpful. It's pretty cool. I have not used that yet. I do... Um for Costco, I do uh, use the uh, OneNote product, which is similar to folks who use Evernote, and I think there's a bunch of competing products, but we will keep the Costco list electronically, and I just normally keep the same items in the list and just check or uncheck them if we need them, and then my wife can just go figure out when she goes to Costco what's unchecked and buy that stuff, but for the grocery list, we're still old school. There's a... Uh, pad and paper next to the fridge um, and you just write down what you know if you're out of milk or butter or whatever on the list and that's how we generate here I keep a separate list for Costco and now I will go through the flyer and flip through it and add the things that are coming up on sale because it that 
they do have pretty good sales and if you save five or seven dollars on uh, a case of toilet paper there's no reason not to buy two and you're set for a year if you have yeah. space for it of course yeah, I will def I will do that as well because I just bought motor oil from Costco and it just went on sale. It was uh, five bucks cheaper, um, so it's a good idea to look at that little circular and buy it when it's on sale because motor oil will keep for a few months. Uh, you know, it will keep for it'll keep for a while, and generally need one of those a year to uh, give the car an oil change. There are actually. Uh iPhone apps out there, probably for Android as well, where you put in your um, your grocery list items and it sorts them by aisle, so you can uh, make one pass through the store. Thought that was clever. That is really cool. I, I got to probably hand it to my wife. She's got it. Uh, somehow she'll write it on the list. She's got it kind of mentally in her head organized. Well, I know notionally you got. We walk in the store. There's the fruit and vegetables on the first on the right, and there's the meat aisle after that, and the deli. And but she's, I think she'll write it on the list in such a way that it's kind of organized in that order. So I, I think she tries to keep us organized by writing the thing in the list instead of being sequentially. She'll on the piece of paper she'll actually write them in different places. And I'll think about okay, if I'm writing a, a canned good, I'll write it down maybe lower where I see similar things that she's written down. So it's kind of a low tech, high tech kind of. <laughs> maybe mental way of looking at the store uh yeah that shows a certain level of expertise um i know on a, i try when i go in the store to work my way from the produce aisle over eventually getting to the dairy aisle unless i'm specifically buying say ice cream then i'll get that on the way out so it's still frozen when i get home and in our store that's in the, the frozen food is in the middle of store so i don't really understand because if if you work your way from right to left, you're like halfway through and it seems like the ice cream is going to be melted by the time you leave. Apparently, there's a lot of thought that goes into that to uh, make you wander around so you can get inspired by whatever the dark chocolate nuggets that are right at eye level and uh, buy them on impulse. Uh, our store, well, my wife will complain that our store gets reorganized way too often. So just when you figure you've got the store memorized in your head, they'll reorganize it and you can't find stuff. And it must be a way of, like you just said, trying to increase people wandering around and seeing those things that are held at eye level that are impulse buys that are probably have higher margins. Yes. And it is very frustrating when you, they move the, uh, uh, maple syrup that used to be by the uh, pancake mix and now it's by the frozen food or with the cereal or something. Yes, I've heard that complaint many times. I, it must sound like it's just a marketing strategy where you just reorganize the store every nine months or something like that. Yes. Um, if you are sent to the grocery store to buy, let's say, diced tomatoes mm -hmm. and, and they have I think Progresso is a national name brand, mm -hmm. and they have S&W Signature House brand, and there's 30% difference in cost, but it's only 50 cents difference. Which one do you buy? I will generally buy the house brand. I think as a, I think we went through that whole idea of house brands maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, and just started buying the house house brands. Work. So a lot of times we'll buy the cheapest thing. Yeah, me too. I doubt you can really tell the difference. It depends what it is. I don't buy the house brand of uh, ketchup. I buy Heinz. But yeah, some of those non-house—I agree. Some of those non-house brands—they taste a little different because the recipe is different. But for tomatoes, 
I mean, if you're looking at how it can't be that different. And a lot of times uh, the same people are making the different brands and labeling it different, different ways. And one's called H and one's called W. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, anything else on groceries? I don't know. I, I, well, the one thing I've been thinking about lately is just cost side. I've read some articles that says that people that go shop once a week and go with the list will spend less than people who go more. But I'm, I had this hypothesis, and I'm, I'm not sure. I guess I could test it with the family is if we went to the store more often, I think we'd spend less money. Because my thought process is go to the store two or three times a week, only go to buy what you need the next few days, have two meals like for dinner planned out, right? Yeah. Because I, I think sometimes what happens is we'll go to the store, we'll buy stuff enough for maybe one or two meals of thought, but the rest is just kind of this nebulous, you know, something. And then you end up getting to a point where, oh, this doesn't go with that and this doesn't match this. You end up throwing more of it away than you planned on it. Hmm. You buy four heads of lettuce and you end up throwing away one and a half of them instead of buying one the day you're making the salad, huh? That's what I'm thinking. But I have read articles that say, uh, multiple times that say people, if you go once a week and have a list, you'll spend less. And if you go more often, you'll spend more. Because I guess you're probably, if you're, every time you go in that store, you're hitting that thing, like you said, at eye level that looks good, the chocolate covered, whatever, um, that have high margin on them. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking that some of the food waste that I've seen maybe might be prevented if you only thought about what am I going to eat the next two days and you'd buy just enough for those two days. But um, I guess we'd have to try and experiment at, at the household to see if that worked or not. Huh. It's interesting. I, I do agree with the concept of having a list. Um, uh, and the old, uh, old adage about not shopping while you're hungry. Sometimes I go when I'm not hungry and I can't think of anything to buy. <laughs> We definitely, at our household, we've always had a list. I mean, so it definitely has a list. But I think you have to think mentally. You have to make, what I'm thinking is you got to really turn that, what are you going to plan to eat into a list so you buy those ingredients. And then um, I think the other thing is you have to commit yourself to what what you bought you should try to eat. So if, if you have mix and match stuff, make something with a mix and match stuff. I think that's where a lot of folks struggle is, they buy something for a list, they have a couple meals planned out, and they have stuff in the fridge, and like, what do I do with it? How do I make some sort of meal with the stuff that's there? Yeah. I could particularly see if you lived in a city and commuted not in a car, right? So you wanted to keep your groceries to, you know, one bag or maximum two bags so you could carry them. You could be pretty organized and shop on your way home. Well, I'm um, saying about you when you lived in Boston, uh, I remember you. I remember I thought it was cool. You took the train, got off, stopped at the grocery store, got something, and then like walked through two blocks to your apartment. For people like that, I think it'd be really helpful. Yeah, and there's no reason you couldn't have the same mindset. I mean, we're lucky the grocery store is pretty much on the way home and only a, a mile from here. Um, not to think about that. So but, that's my hypothesis. I got to try it out. And, and here, for me, like your your grocery store really is on your way home. You do. I'm pretty sure you, you drive by it. And yeah. For us, the grocery store we go to, it's like within a half a mile. It's I turn off about a half a mile before the grocery store plaza, but it, so it wouldn't be that much out of the way to go to the grocery store. Um, so that that's my hypothesis. Hmm. 
to go more often would be cheaper if but you'd have to stick to that list and only buy it for the next few days and not buy the high margin like ooh you know especially chocolate on sale for 7.99 uh yeah but on the other hand if you do catch stuff on sale that you will eventually eat you're saving money yeah. as long as you don't throw it away yeah yeah. yeah, that's my that's my big thing because I hear that Americans waste about twenty nine percent of the food they buy. So that's my um, pet, that's my peeve that bothers me. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. So it seems like you could do better. Like we've got a whole rack full of um, spices. That's very hard to find things. So if you went to the like Whole Foods has it. I think they have it at the Safeway where you just buy. A tablespoonful of um, nutmeg or whatever instead of a jar, and you only oh. use nutmeg in December, right? Right, right. No, oh, I've never seen that before. I have to look for that. I, that I've not seen because you're right. We do have a. And those spices tend to last for a pretty long time, but sometimes I gotta believe some of the spices have been in there for ten or fifteen years. The ones in the back, right? Yeah, and, and chefs say you're supposed to throw your uh, spices away like every year. Like well, that's crazy. I'm not doing that. Right, because they're pricey. They're pricey. That's a good idea. Yeah. So things like that. Um, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables. Not using that. It seems like that's can be a uh, area for improvement. Maybe in our household, but I think we're getting better at stuff like that. Because um, that tends those tend to be fruit and vegetables are expensive. They're good for you, but they're expensive. Yeah. There was, there are a couple services out there. I was looking to see which one I use, but like Misfit Vegetables, I think it is. There's a couple places that sell. They're labeled ugly vegetables. They deliver them to your house for a very reasonable price, and they're ones that um, farmers don't think are symmetrical enough to sell to the grocery stores. People will pass over them until they they go rotten on the shelf. But obviously, they taste the same. I've heard of that. And if you're chopping something like that up, what's it matter, right? Exactly, matter. but you know, that's just the way we are, right? I have the one thing. I um, my one of my sisters lives in a rural area in New York State, and they'll buy. You can the farmers will sell produce at a oh gosh, what is it like a yearly value? And they'll just get boatloads of produce delivered. Basically, you you buy a share or something like oh, that. like a co op. A co-op, yes, and they get an amazing amount of food delivered cheaply. It's it's like going to the farmer's market, but it's delivered, and whatever's in season, you buy like a share for the co-op. And I think for most families, it's probably a lot. They'll can goods and things like that, but that would be something good if you lived in an area that, that had access to something like that. It's a really great way to get fresh vegetables and fruit. I agree. I think you and I would struggle with ending up wasting a lot of kale or whatever you happen to get a bushel of that year yes yes so you have to love vegetables and eat a lot of it because they get a lot of it delivered but it's pretty inexpensive they are good for you yeah that's for sure all right mr kramer we should probably call it quits all right hey i have a dave saves recommendation here that ties back to something we talked about earlier okay on another podcast, the uh, the Happier podcast by Gretchen Rubin, um, they had a, a daily hack. But remember, we talked about organizing your um, organizing your errands so you go in order and try and maximize your right turns and things like that to cut down on how much fuel you burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are uh, websites where there, there's there's um, 
they're targeted towards uh, delivery services but you piped in all your stuff and it will map the route out for you so you go in the most efficient way the one i'm looking at is called myrouteonline.com um, so you get to simulate the way uh, the ups and fedex drivers do it so they are as efficient as possible very cool. That is that is a good idea because time is money, and you could save some gas. And I, I suspect maybe they'll probably route you with right hand turns as well, which is uh, safer than trying to make left hand turns across traffic. Yes, uh, the sample uh, that they gave was um, uh, reading in the local newspaper a list of all the best Christmas light houses that you shouldn't miss, and she typed them all in and had the most efficient route to go visit the Christmas lights. <laughs> I love that. My wife would love that one. I have to tell her about that one. It's called my my myroute.com. No, my route online, or perhaps my route online. M y r o u t e o n l i n e dot com. Oh, I just typed it into my browser and I found that. It's a cool idea. I'm gonna take a look at that. All right, great tip. Yeah. So until next time. All right, remember to eat your vegetables, Dave. They're good for you. Take care. Bye.